On this episode, I'm talking about a recent campaign video from Donald Trump that talks about banning the abusive so-called child gender affirming care. I'm very impressed with what he says and proposes in this video for what he would do in his next term as president. And I'm calling on pastors to speak up. Why is it that we need to have politicians talking about these moral issues while pastors and pulpits are silent? I'm also going to talk about how this issue is much more pervasive than we might think it is today. Let's get into it right now. This is Cutting Edge Faith, the show that brings you the truth behind the headlines and equips you to live out your faith in the cultural chaos of today. God is on the move right now through people just like you. You were created for influence and impact. Let's take your faith to the next level. Learn more at RyanSHoward.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ryan S. Howard. Let's just get right into it. I'm going to play a campaign ad from Donald Trump for his 2024 presidential election race that is him talking about banning the child abuse that's happening right now through this so-called gender-affirming care. So let's get right into it. I'm going to play. It's about three and a half minutes total, but I'm going to play a little bit, and then I'll give some commentary, and then we'll continue on throughout. So let's just get it started. The left-wing gender insanity being pushed on our children is an act of child abuse. Very simple. Here's my plan to stop the chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of our youth. That's exactly right. Chemical, physical, and emotional mutilation of youth is absolutely child abuse. And we're going to get into, he's going to get into the specifics of what's happening there. And this is just infuriating, and we need to be standing up strong for our children because they're our future. So let's continue the clip. On day one, I will revoke Joe Biden's cruel policies on so-called gender-affirming care. Ridiculous. A process that includes giving kids puberty blockers, mutating their physical appearance, and ultimately performing surgery on minor children. Can you believe this? Now, those puberty blockers, by the way, are claimed by many so-called healthcare professionals and psychiatrists and all this. They're claimed to have to basically pause puberty so that the child can decide later what gender they want to be. And it's just a pause button, totally irreversible, no long-term effects. But the, the problem with that is it's absolutely untrue. There's no evidence to support that. In fact, the evidence and the data supports the opposite. You cannot just push pause on a time when a young person's body is going through all these changes, many different chemical changes happening in the body, new things coming and, and just adjustments happening. And messing with that at all has a lot of long-term side effects, a lot of problems. And that's what the data shows. And he also mentioned surgeries, physical mutilation. Now, Matt Walsh did a documentary called What is a Woman? where he exposed what's really happening in these schools and these hospitals and clinics where actual doctors are doing surgeries on in the in that documentary down to 16 years old mastectomy by the way just so happens those cost around $70,000 for that particular case i mean yeah money 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 unbelievable absolute evil 
absolutely evil. And this is being allowed to continue and it's being propagated as though this is what's best. But praise God that the truth is coming out. People are waking up to it saying that you cannot trust these so-called professionals in these industries. So let's continue the clip. I will sign a new executive order instructing every federal agency to cease all programs that promote the concept of sex and gender transition at any age. I will then ask Congress to permanently stop federal taxpayer dollars from being used to promote or pay for these procedures and pass a law prohibiting child sexual mutilation in all 50 states. It'll go very quickly. Tax dollars paying for promotion and actual surgeries of this abusive mutilation? Are you kidding me? This is, I mean, are you jumping out of your chair? I mean, this is just insane. This is a reality today. Absolutely insane that it's happening. And by the way, tax money going to it. Uh, Just, wow. Kind of leaves you speechless, doesn't it? (laughs) But he is ready to have Congress pass a law banning this. And this needs to happen. The fact that we need to even talk about this is just is ludicrous. It's, It's sort of insane. But all right, let's continue. I will declare that any hospital or healthcare provider that participates in the chemical or physical mutilation of minor youth will no longer meet federal health and safety standards for Medicaid and Medicare and will be terminated from the program immediately. Now, that's great. And but what really needs to happen is they need to be held criminally liable for this child abuse. Anybody participating in this, anybody that is Im- implicit in this, anybody that it just uh, allows this to happen, anybody that participates in it. Yeah, and, and that's going to be coming up here in a little bit, talking about liability. But, I mean, this is insane. This is a violation of the Hippocratic Oath to do no harm first. So, <laughs> by these medical professionals. So, all right, let's go on. Furthermore, I will support the creation of a private right of action for victims to sue doctors who have unforgivably performed these procedures on minor children. Absolutely, this is medical malpractice. Even, I would say, even the promises that are being made to adults are are insincere. I mean, and, and the data doesn't support that either. And so that could even be, they should be liable for that. This is medical malpractice. This is fraud. It's actually fraud. Because they're promised, this is the answer, this is what it's going to be, but, but it doesn't give that result in overwhelming cases, overwhelming number of cases. And, but they make these promises nonetheless, and all that money, keep that money coming in, keep those special interests protected. It's ridiculous. But you know, there's a, a film called Transmission, as in Transgender Mission. This is, it's about the youth transgender movement today and how this they there's i'm going to have another episode coming out soon that will go into detail about this but they talk about how where this is going i mean this is going because the truth is out i mean it's there if you look you don't have to look very hard to find the truth about this the reality the data and scientific reality of this the psychiatric reality the social reality all of the, the implications of this what's really happening with this and how it's not helping students it's not even helping adults well, now we actually have a big movement of detransitioning, people who are regretting transitioning. And now they have these side effects and things that they have to deal with. And that, of course, is being suppressed. We're not seeing those stories, but they're there. They're easy to find. 
And we need to share more of those stories because that is getting the truth out about this. But they talk about how this is going towards where all of these injuries are happening, all of these things these uh, are leading to lawsuits. Lawsuits for hospitals, lawsuits for doctors, lawsuits for uh, universities, lawsuits for everybody who is complicit in this and participating in this. And how there's actually a cover-up of a lot of the data that's happening. And it's not being represented. Like I said, it's fraud. So that's where this is going. And that video, that film, also talks about transmission. It also talks about how this is a social contagion, how it's just really caught on. And if you look at the numbers, they're astronomical, how they've increased. And it's, they, they compared it to uh, cutting. When it's just there's anxiety, there are things that uh, young people have. Uh, and adults, but that they have, and there's a way to express, to to sort of uh, deal with that anxiety. And it used to be cutting. It was cutting. That was a social contagion that caught on years ago. And now this is the social contagion that has caught on, the transgender identification. So let's continue. The Department of Justice will investigate Big Pharma and the big hospital networks to determine whether they have deliberately covered up horrific long-term side effects of sex transitions in order to get rich at the expense of vulnerable patients, in this case, very vulnerable. Now, for this to be valuable, we need a Justice Department that we can trust. And so, uh, presumably, with a commander-in-chief like Trump, then we would have the Department of Justice in the place where it needs to be, the direction that it needs to be. And, well, we just need uh, real men and women of integrity to be doing the right thing and to stop being silent when we see things that are that just don't fit, that are not right, that we know are not good. And we don't just, when it sets off signals in our minds, that we don't just go along to get along. No, no, no. That's not what we do. That's what happened in... 1930s Germany. That's what the church did. They just sat by, just, well, don't rock the boat. We don't want to get involved with politics. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and look what happened there. It was too late when they finally started to speak up. Bonhoeffer was right. And Eric Metaxas' new book, A Letter to the American Church, talks all about that. We're in the same stages today, late 1930s Germany. It's time to stand up. And Trump mentioned about, have they covered up data? Absolutely. It's been covered up. I mentioned you don't have to look that far to find the truth about this matter and what's really going on here and what the data really says. We will also investigate whether Big Pharma or others have illegally marketed hormones and puberty blockers, which are in no way licensed or approved for this use. Do you know what these pharmaceuticals are actually used for? Castrating sex offenders. That's what these were used for. That's right. Chemically castrating sex offenders. That's what this were used for. And that's what they're using as so-called hormone blockers. Just ridiculous. Like I said, all the data is very clear. It is not irreversible. It is not irreversible. It is. It does damage that cannot be reversed. And it's taking away the ability to have children. That's what's happening. But that's what these... It's chemically castrating youth today. That's what is the result. That's what we're seeing years later, now that we've had this happening for years, that's what we're seeing. My Department of Education will inform states and school districts 
that if any teacher or school official suggests to a child that they could be trapped in the wrong body, they will be faced with severe consequences, including potential civil rights violations for sex discrimination and the elimination of federal funding. Uh, you might be thinking, oh, that's not happening. Nobody's suggesting that. They just want to help kids. And, you know, if they want to make it feel better and, and you know what? Newsflash, it's happening. Kids who are confused or socially awkward or just, you know, something going on, some sort of anxiety showing up. Counselors, school officials, administrators, teachers absolutely have suggested, ah, maybe the student's in the wrong body. Go talk to the counselor. And guess what? Once it's mentioned, it's not, they don't let it go. These are the testimonies that I've heard. And that are out there, like I said, you can find them easily if you want to. And there's actually, this is actually happening where they are deceiving the parents. Where a child, I've seen these cases where a child comes to school, they help the child, the boy put on a dress, they go by a different name, all the students play along, all the all the staff at the school go along with it. And then the parents come to pick up the child, they go back to their other clothes, and they deceive the parents. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's called getting in between the parents and their child. That's usurping rights. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. And I would say, yeah, civilly, I would say criminally too. This this is abuse. It's child abuse. I did a an episode with uh, Iowa State Senator Sandy Salmon that talked about porn in schools and how there's actually pornography in schools, but it passes – it, they can share something with a child because they're in a school and there's a special carve out in the law, which was done years ago for supposedly for sex education. So, oh, we don't we, we don't want sex ed to be, you know, classified under this. So they did a carve out, but that leads to extremes, which means now someone, the same person outside of school context could give porn, a pornographic material, explicit material to a child and be criminally prosecuted. But that same person in the context of a school with a parent-student relationship can give that same document and not be prosecuted because there's a carve-out. That's at least what the case is in Iowa, and it's not the only state. So you see here, this is absurd. This is criminal actions. It's child abuse, and it needs to stop. And and we need to be standing up and speaking the truth about this. And lest you think this is only happening in California and leftist states – in Iowa, I live in Iowa. It's a Republican trifecta state for over 10 years. Had Republican Senate, House, and Executive Governor Brand, Governor, Republican. And in Iowa, in schools, we have the there are there's a district where students are called furries, and they actually have litter boxes in the schools because they say they're cats and they've got how they can participate without talking in the <laughs> like I can't even finish this. This is allowed. And there are – I've even heard personal testimonies of people that I know that there's – in a seven- or eight-year-old in their class was a boy one year. Next year came back as a girl, and the parents weren't notified. Students are confused. Like, what is this? What, what does this even mean? What, what, what? And this is happening, and the schools are perpetuating it. In Iowa, I'm in the middle of the country. Like I said, red state. So, yeah, it's relevant everywhere. It's happening, and pastors aren't talking about it. Pastors are not talking about it, but we should be. We need to be, and we must start now.
And we can't be keep outsourcing our morality to po- politicians, statesmen, political leaders. Well, let, let them deal with it. What? Don't take a moral issue, make it a political issue, and now it's no longer a moral issue. <laughs> All of these issues are moral issues. And the Bible is very clear about these issues. Well, how did, what, did, what does it say in Genesis? God created them male and female. See, God created each one of us in the body that he wanted us to have. And we will glorify him the best in that body. And everybody has different temptations and different struggles and things. But we don't look through, we don't look at the Bible through the lens of our experience. We look at our experience through the lens of the Bible. That's where we get our worldview from. And that's how we move, that's how we move forward. That's how we know what lines up with the way God designed us and created us and the way he didn't. And we bring it into alignment. And that's how we have the life that God created us to have. But many pastors instead are saying, well, it's not a gospel issue. I'm about the gospel. I'm about the gospel. I don't talk about this stuff. Okay. So you don't talk about things that are not exactly the gospel. Well, first of all, the gospel of salvation is included in the gospel of the kingdom, which is what Jesus actually talked about, which that's a teaching for another episode. The gospel of the kingdom of God, the king's dominion, the king's domain. There's territory. Guess what? Everything is God's domain and God's territory. And so we need to be speaking the truth. But pastors, do you speak about marriage? Do you speak about parenting? Do you speak about relationships with coworkers, neighbors, that sort of thing? Hmm. Are those, would you classify those as gospel issues? Well, I'd say they're all relevant. I say, yeah, absolutely. Gospel of the kingdom. That's exactly what this is all about. It's all under God's domain. As part of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers, and celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. Positive education about the role of the nuclear family and the roles of mothers and fathers. Outstanding. Outstanding. Senator Josh Hawley also has proposed legislation about promoting the nuclear family. Guess what? This isn't just a Bible-thumping issue. What's the nuclear family? It's the backbone of a society. The data supports it. Look at violent crime. Look at uh, people who are incarcerated. Look at repeat offenders. Look at all these sorts of things. The vast, overwhelming majority, fatherless home. And I did another episode on the importance of having father-present homes. That's what the government should be incentivizing. Not like it did 50-whatever years ago where they actually, or even longer, I think, where we started this welfare state where they say, well, we'd love to give you this benefit, but can't do it with a man in the home. Got to be a single family, single parent home to get this government benefit. And by the way, have another child and get some more benefit. Now, that's the opposite. We should be incentivizing the nuclear family, which is what is, like I said, the backbone of society. All of the data, all the measures, all the metrics support it. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. One little caveat I would say is they're recognized at birth. Now, I know I understand how he's using the word, but I would say it's recognized. That's really what's happening. It's not, it's not assigned as some arbitrary thing, but I know how he's intending to use the word. So, okay, let's move on. But again, Genesis God created them male and female. Very clear. The Bible is the foundation of our founding documents. It's the foundation of the way our government's set up. It's the foundation of our nation. So 
the government can't redefine, the government can't reestablish, make up things that, that are not in line with that foundation. The bill will also make clear that Title IX prohibits men from participating in women's sports, and we will protect the rights of parents from being forced to allow their minor child to assume a gender which is new and an identity without the parent's consent. The identity will not be new, and it will not be without parental consent. Two things there. I already talked about the parental consent and the fact that this is happening without the knowledge of parents. That's a real thing. Uh, This is just pretty unspeakable to learn about. And the other is the NCAA, the swimmer, you probably remember Leah Thomas, swam on the women's swim team. He was an average swimmer in men's and not, I think he was not a, a, a great swimmer in the men's his whole life. And then he go, goes over to the women's and then he wins. But I think he actually tied, but they only had one trophy and they gave the trophy to him. And the, these others, these swimmers have now come out, some of them, the teammates, and talked about what the university did. They said that, well, he he was going to join the team and they said if the if the girls had a problem with it, they could talk to a counselor. And basically it was talk to a counselor until they're okay with it, until they have settled about it. It was not an option. There was no debate, no discussion. Have this man in your locker room changing with you and just deal with it. So now you have all of these girls losing scholarships, losing championships, losing all this stuff that they've worked so hard for to someone who has decided that they want to play on this other team. I mean, that's infuriating. So yes, that absolutely something needs to be done about that ASAP. No serious country should be telling its children that they were born with the wrong gender, a concept that was never heard of in all of human history. Nobody's ever heard of this, what's happening today. It was all when the radical left invented it just a few years ago. Under my leadership, this madness will end. Thank you very much. And that does it. An absolutely incredible campaign video. Donald Trump willing to say the truth where many pastors are not. It's very unfortunate that that's the case because I read a Barna study. I've talked about this many times that 90% of pastors believe that the Bible talks clearly about the cultural issues going on today. But uh, less than 10% of them actually talk about what the Bible says about the cultural issues of today. And what's even more ironic or unfortunate is that congregants, people in the church, not it was like 80 or 90% of them want pastors to be speaking about the truth of what the Bible says about culture today. That's right. And so what do we have? We have a big gap, a big void. And unfortunately, when pastors don't speak about this, it gives the impression that it doesn't matter and you know they can think what they want. It's just not important. But that is not true. That is not the case. It's very important, and we need to stand up. And this divide is going to get bigger, and we're going to have to pick a side. So make your mind up now which side you're going to be on and be willing to count the cost. Be willing to sacrifice something whether it's a job or relationship, whatever it is, we got to be willing to stand strong for what the Lord gave us to stand for. We can't just keep playing defense. We need to start playing offense and telling the truth about these things. And this is done in love. I mean, I don't, if somebody 
has a glass of poison and they're about to drink it and they want me to affirm them in that. Is it loving for me to say, well, yeah, if you think that's poison, go ahead, you know? No, that's that's the opposite of love. That's hateful. That's not helpful. That's not loving. The loving thing would do to do would be to tell them the truth, even if it made them not like me or upset with me. What did Jesus do? Jesus always told the truth. Many people were very upset with him. They actually put him to death. Praise God, he rose again, though, and is here to set us free. And these people didn't care about truth. They didn't want to hear the truth. We need to be we need to be bearers of the truth. That's how the kingdom of God advances. We need to speak the truth. So will you speak the truth with me? All right, well, we need to love people around us, love people who are dealing with these struggles, but we need to affirm them in the identity, in the way that God created them. This isn't to bash anybody, but this is to say the truth so that people can actually be set free because it is the truth that sets people free. It's the truth that sets people free. And we can't build that on a lie. So let's be loving, let's share the truth, and let's do uh, what the Lord has given us to do. All right, well, thank you for joining. God bless you. Head over to RyanSHoward.com to find previous episodes and get signed up for my newsletter to stay in touch with me. And be sure to submit any topics that you want to hear covered on this podcast or any questions that you want answered. God bless, and we'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe. And you can help spread the word by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with your friends. Visit RyanSHoward.com to learn more about living the intentional, influential, and impactful life you were created for.